This episode of Video Marketing Madness is made possible by freevideoeditor.co. Looking to start doing your own video editing but don't want to spend a fortune on high-end products that cost an arm and a leg? Well, then head on over to freevideoeditor.co where you can pick up the Shotcut Video Editor and start editing with a high-end editor that doesn't cost a ton of money. In fact, it costs nothing. You can do all the fa all the great things that you've wanted to do, like three-point editing and, and 4K video and all that fun stuff. Just jump on over to freevideoeditor.co right now, download it, and start editing away. And on today's episode, we're talking to our good friend, three-timer, Owen Hemsath, 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 Hemsath. Now I'm confused. <laughs> all right. Well, you won't be confused for long because he's going to talk about all sorts of cool stuff that deals. I'm going to make it all very clear. That's right. So let's hit the show. Let's hit the music. He's Ray the Video Guy. Yeah, Ray the Video Guy. His skill is where it's at. Even if he's a little fat, he's filled with video expertise and has so much knowledge that you need. His YouTube ninja tricks can make your marketing so sick. He's Ray the Video Guy. Yeah, Ray the Video Guy. It's the radio show about video, Video Marketing Madness with Ray the Video Guy, and I'm Steve Sleeper on the Earn.Show podcast network. Facebook page, Video Marketing Madness, Twitter, Video MKT Madness, plenty of useful tips. You know them, you love them. I still don't know how to pronounce Owen's last name. Here's Ray Lane. All Ray, right. the video guy. That's right. Here we are. We've got a lot of cool stuff we're going to talk about today, and uh, the stuff we're going to talk about deals with social media marketing world, which uh, Owen got to attend, so he's going to share some of his uh, seven video tips that he got while he was there, so that should be fun. So Owen, say hi to the world for us. Hi, world. And they both they both say back, hi back, which is nice, so that's it's good. It's exciting to be back on the show. You know, I'm surprised you guys are still on the air. I know. It's crazy, right? They, they haven't banned us yet. They haven't kicked us out. It's because we don't fall under FCC rules. It's so nice to have that. So nice. like, and we're both so good looking too. So un unlike unlike uh, Johnny Fever, I can say booger, 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 wow. on the air, and see that nobody shuts us down. It's amazing. That, but what, what, what's kind of, what's kind of cool though, and, and and the reason we got Owen on the show is I was looking at my Twitter feed yesterday, and Real SEO posted a new article on seven social video tips and takeaways from social media. Marketing World Conference, and Owen wrote it. Right. Yes, he did. Who knew I, he could even write? I mean, it's I, I didn't know you could read or write. Yeah, oh. you know, oh. I, have a, I have a guy that does it for me. Oh, okay. Nice. I, I dictate, sort of like uh, you know, with a you know, with, with a dictator. <laughs> yes. I'm a yes. dictator, I guess. Is oh, what you could say. Barack Obama. He's like a. He's like a. Uh, he, the guy's like one of those translators. You know, he's trying to figure out what Owen's trying to say here. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. And and real SEO for those of, of, of you guys listening that don't know, I mean, there it's industry publication. They're uh, for for video marketing. Uh, they're the best at what they do, I think, in this space. And so, if you're into video marketing and you don't know who they are, you definitely gotta be following their blog and following them on Twitter uh, because they uh, they they post great articles. Yep, and and that's R E E L S E O. Just so you guys know, if you want to yep, check that get out. It. Real SEO, as in film reel. 
SEO.com. So check it out. A lot of great articles. And of course, we're here to talk about your seven social video tips. So if you want to talk a little bit now, first of all, uh, how did how did you get yourself published here? That's uh, one question that people probably would like to know. <laughs> you know, I've been uh, blogging for Real SEO um, for maybe the last couple of months. I remember, you know, I met uh, Mark at, uh, uh, you, you know, who's the, the owner of the company or the founder of, the, of Real SEO. I don't think he's the owner anymore, but uh, met him at Vid Summit. We had a great conversation. We have a lot in common. And I sent them uh, a blog for from Vid Summit, you know, 16 takeaways from Vid Summit. The blog did very, very well on their site. It was uh, the number one blog that week, so they invited me to, to blog on a regular basis. I took, you know, I wrote a couple more blogs for them, and, and then, um, uh, you know, cancer got overwhelming, so I took a, a step back from writing. This is my first, this is like, you know, my debutante reemergence, like the butterfly reemerges. Um, <laughs> so um, uh, it was nice to be back in writing again, let me say that. Nice. Yeah, well, it's it's good stuff. And, uh, you know, Steve said he found it in his Twitter feed and everything. I, I just happened to stumble upon it earlier this week and uh, and read it then with, without even you. without even the expectation of having you on the show. And then Steve said, hey, why don't we bring Owen on to talk about this? I said, well, it just so happens I read that already. So there we go. That's a good, yeah. uh, good fit. Now, now let, let, let me ask you, because I, I, I know you're, you, you had cancer. And and yeah. and and you beat that, and you, I mean, you look good for the way you look. Thank you. And uh, <laughs> so, being I mean, ugly, you're one of the great, best-looking guys we know. I know, I know. For being, yeah, <laughs> for, I can't for, even for notice being, the foil on your neck anymore. Yeah, I know, I know. Well, I I hide it with makeup, but it's um, loiter. <laughs> so um, uh, you, you're you're all done with it. I noticed you had to get some radiation treatment, but you, I mean, seriously, you do look good. You look healthy. So Thank everything. You. I feel good. I feel good. As a matter of, yeah, I have this big radiation scar on my chest. So being sort of the hairy beast that I am, I have like you know hair all around my chest except for this Superman scar area. Oh, so today my. I shaved my chest uh, as a way of saying, you know, I don't need hair in that area because to be honest, guys, I'm not sure if it grows back. It's been a couple months now. Uh, oh, it's wow. still it's still a wasteland there. Um, so funny things are happening. Uh, just uh, you know, I feel good. I've been I've been wall climbing at the wall climbing gym in Vistas where I live. Uh, uh, great wall climb. Have you guys ever been to a wall climbing gym? Oh yeah, plenty of times. Yep. Super super fun. Uh, I've been running. I've been you know just yesterday morning. Um, you know I've had a leg injury for like a week, but yesterday morning a friend calls me and he says, Hey, let's. Let's get some of that concrete out of your front yard. We're landscaping, so I go out with them, and I'm, you know, hey, it's it's okay that my leg hurts. We're going to be fine. I'm free of cancer. Well, you know, last night my leg is just really, really hurting, and, and after some research, we discovered that what I have is a a, a stress fracture in my in my shin. Um, so you know, yes, I'm free from cancer. I feel good. There are going to be some long-term side effects. Number one is that I, I have the bones of Sally Field. Apparently, nice. Well, that's so, uh, I'm if you start about, no, if you start to be able to fly, then that would be okay. So, you know. I would like if I was glowing like a ninja turtle, <laughs> you know. Fly, no, See, I mean, I, fly, I, I'm, I'm old because I still think Sally Field is hot, you know. So, she was the flying nun, you know. So the flying nun. Uh, well, she's. I, I, I think of her as more like Billy Billy Ray or whatever that 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 you yeah, know. That, yeah. Uh, that new movie she's in. It's it's supposed to be a good movie. Norma Jean. Norma, Norma Jean. Jean. Oh, okay. Great. Yeah, well, she, she she's in a new movie too, and um, I can't remember. Hi, my name is so and so, and she's she falls for this younger guy, and it's my anyhow. Tom Hanks, Sally Field. <laughs> 
What was the name of that movie? Forrest Gump. No, no, okay. no, no, no. They did another movie together early on. Oh. Um, the Comedian. Hmm. Oh, okay. Punchline. You Punchline. guys have got to watch Punchline. Pretend that you're kids. It's still a great movie. <laughs> Sally Field, Tom Hanks. Excellent movie, by the way. Have to check that out. So okay. I feel good. Thank you for asking. So let's get to the uh, the, the seven tips. Yeah, let's talk, let's talk a little bit about that. Now, the first one is one that, that's exciting. Now, I, I have to make a confession here because I know you are absolutely right with your number one tip here, and yet I am still the absolute worst at this one. And I tried. I really did. Live video. Right. Right. Tell us, tell us your opinions on that. So let me tell you, like the, we get there, uh, we get to social media marketing world, and it's a big event. You know, it's an event for social media marketers, and guys like us, we spend a lot of our time in the video marketing space, right? Content creation, <coughs> and social media is largely a content distribution uh, type of industry. So. We expect social media at social media events. We expect video at video events like VidSummit and VidCon and others like that. So we're sitting down um, for the uh, the opening keynote with Michael Stelzner, and he opens up with some phenomenal video marketing statistics. 50% of marketers planning right now to use live video. 50% want to learn more about live video. And 14% are already using live video. So it's obviously going to be a thing. It's obviously a thing already. And we've got live video from Meerkat. We, we, we've seen it from Periscope. Um, obviously, uh, uh, Hangouts have been in play for a long time, Blab. And we've got YouTube's new mobile app coming out in, in this month, I believe, YouTube Connect, which is a mobile live streaming app. Yeah. And, and you've got, of course, Facebook Live, which I'm streaming from Facebook Live uh, Live right now. The thing about live video is this, is you've got to know how to use it, and you've got to know how to build it into your business model, right? So it's one thing to talk about, oh, you got to be on live, but what does that mean? Does that mean like holding your, your selfie cam in front of you? Does it mean, um, uh, I saw a business coach recently uh, set his iPhone uh, out from a distance and then shot him like on a set. Pretty is pretty good. Um, you know, what's the best way to do live and are you going to do a weekly show? Uh, you know, there's still a lot of, I think, questions that have to be answered and that's why we're sort of working real vigorously um, to discover the best model. But live video is going to be a thing and you've got to pick your platform and, and start building your audience there. Well, you know, and, and one, of the, one of the platforms that you talked about there, obviously right now is huge, is, is Facebook Live. It's becoming bigger, badder every day. I've right. seen the quality go from terrible, just, I mean, literally just a month ago, people would do these and they would look terrible, and now they look a lot better than they did. They yeah. really seem to have put a lot of energy into this. But there's one thing that I've noticed about Facebook Live is that you don't get the same live response that you got with Periscope. In other words, you can throw up a Periscope and you've got a couple dozen people within seconds that are watching your Periscope. Right. With Facebook, it seems like probably 90% or more watch afterwards. It's no longer live. Yeah, and, and you know, I, my, my replay numbers on some of the things that we're doing are, are, are better than my live numbers. And I think part of that is that everyone on Periscope sort of knows what to do already. 
right? Right, where we we know Periscope is a live streaming app. So if you're on it, you know what to. Oh, and I think we started to lose over there. there. Let me there stop. Yeah, you're you're looking for little. Uh, my wife loves the cat stuff. Loves <laughs> the cat stuff. I don't get it. I'm like, are you wasting more time on on cat stuff? She's like, you waste time. She's like, I see what you're doing on Snapchat. All your friends are doing on Snapchat, you know. And yeah, that's a, that's kind of a time waste for us. But we enjoy it. Um, people don't know what they're seeing. Like, I got three viewers on on Facebook Live right now. I've got Rob uh, and Spock been sort of uh, chatting back oh. and forth. But, Hey Rob, I, you come like you you come to your Facebook feed and you're seeing this live video and it says live and you're not like, how are they doing that? What are they doing? And and I can't see any text on the screen, um. So you know the best videos on Facebook now are all text, um. And, and but here's this live video, no text on the screen, can't really tell what you're talking about. So people are figuring out how to use it now that Facebook has allowed us to broadcast live from within events. And within groups, you know, we've got something really strong there, and and a real great potential for using it. It's just really going to come down to, um, like, what's the best way? Is the best way to have an have an event, and then live broadcast to the event attendees from within the event, or is the best way going to be something other than that, like um, a, a promote? You can't promote, so maybe you promote a post. That goes to your live video. Um, you know, there's we haven't figured it out yet, but we're going to, and we're you know guys like me are working very hard to to get that that number together so that we can best capitalize on this opportunity. Okay, now tell 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 me about YouTube. Yeah, sorry to interrupt, right? Tell me about YouTube Connect. YouTube Connect is going to be YouTube's mobile app, and it's essentially their response to uh, to Periscope and Facebook and I believe I believe personally it's one of the more brilliant moves that we've seen a tech company make why because you know YouTube already had the platform in place with with Google Hangouts right and and YouTube live um, YouTube live is designed for gamers it's designed for television companies right the first live stream event on YouTube that was like big and bold was the 2008 um, uh, Republican or, or 2008 uh, uh, presidential debates Right, so that was huge, right? That was huge. Um, but Hangout sort of fell by the wayside because it wasn't mobile and it was like 10 clicks to get anything started. So YouTube pulls back. This is what I think they're doing. I'm projecting all of this brilliance onto YouTube. They pull back and they let Periscope and Meerkat and Blab, like, I mean, look what happened to Meerkat. You know, the first live streaming app came out at South by Southwest in, in 2015. They came out with a bang. A couple weeks later, Periscope comes out. Periscope tramples them over the next 10 months. Meerkat's <laughs> out of the game now, out of the game. Um, YouTube, with their billions of dollars, has been sitting by watching this happen and is now ready to launch their solution this month. So I would be on the lookout for that. Um, we're going to be using it almost essentially. I think what's going to happen is all these YouTubers that are using Periscope and Facebook Live to grow their audiences, to expand out to new audiences, are essentially, I believe, going to use the YouTube Connect app, and we're going to see a huge flux of, of um, uh, live video go back to YouTube, where it originated uh, from. So I think that's great for the marketplace, because instead of having one grocery store, we're going to have two grocery stores, and that, that fosters competition, and it enables us to cross-promote and do things that we otherwise wouldn't be able to do. Nope, completely agree. And I, I just hope that at least over time... Some of these guys will actually start to incorporate desktop. And and the reason yeah. I say that is, you know, Facebook Live, 
it's fantastic, but why can't I sit at my desk and do it off of my computer? Yeah, I agree with you. I same with the uh, uh, you know Meerkat did that, and it wasn't phenomenal, but it worked. Um, I like Glad probably does. like you. See, it's because it's all about millennials, and, and millennials aren't sitting at jobs, uh, you know, all day. They're sitting at their on their parents' couch. Um, you know, no, I'm kidding. That's a millennial joke, guys. I'm not anti-millennial. I'm not, but I, I know it's an easy, it's an easy laugh. But here's the thing: is that we're working all day. Like, you know, I've got a three-screen station set up right here. Like, I'm in front of my desk all day. So, pulling the mobile up is, is actually, um, uh, it, it can be a distraction. It can pull me away from my day. Where if I had the live stream on my desktop, I might be able to engage a little bit more uh, productively. Oh, absolutely, and and you know, obviously, YouTube Connect still a huge uh, secret. Nobody, I mean, you know, there's been a lot of articles written, but nobody really knows what's going to happen with it yet. I would love if they would take the quality of YouTube Live, yeah, make it simple, but let you do more. You know, none of these, none of these apps or anything. And I get most of them are mobile, which which is probably why, but none of them let you really do. The you know show a screen versus a camera. Yeah, None the of screen, a, you know this. Yeah, I agree. Like I would let now Blab's got some really cool features for that, but does, I, again, yes. I think that um I think that YouTube Connect already having that technology in place is just kind of going to crush that. So I could be wrong. That's my prediction. I am going to stand by it. Um, but they've been watching on the sidelines. They know the stats and and you know, they have the money to invest into the R&D. So that's how I see it playing out. Yeah, and, and it should be exciting. I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to it, and I haven't seen a, uh, a, a hard date on it yet, but hopefully that'll, uh, that'll come soon, and, and, you know, I'd love to see that because I think YouTube, YouTube needs something new, something fresh to, to really uh, get people excited again because all this live video talk is drawn away from YouTube. Facebook Live, Facebook Video, it's all starting to draw away from them. And so I think it's uh, it'd be good for them to really hit hard with something that works very well and gets people excited. And I can't yeah. wait to see it because I love YouTube. You know, I think yeah. I watch YouTube a lot. You know what my number one stat is, guys? And if you want to check me out, I'm at The Video Spot. Just go to YouTube.com, search Video Spot. You'll find our business channel. We do a lot of, like, how-to content. And um, I, I would really like new ways to engage with people on the platform. Uh, I still think it's the best at doing what it does. Uh, my, my stats, guys, are through the roof when it comes to YouTube remote from Android. I get the most watch time from that. So I'd like to see more happening with um, live, uh, excuse me, like Roku and desktop sets and beaming to television where I can engage the television watcher uh, uh, a little bit better, you know. And I think that YouTube is going to be on top of that. I, I also think that we're going to see Amazon uh, do some things there. So... I don't have any official reports on that, but it just seems silly to oh, me not to get I, involved in that. I've I've got some semi-official reports, and and their plans are actually quite elaborate. Wow, it should be uh, should be interesting, and it's going to be very monetized, which is yeah, also that's exciting. Definitely where it should be. Yeah, I imagine imagine a YouTube platform where you can automatically sell a product. Right inside the YouTube platform with all of these products on Amazon, yeah. and that's essentially what their direction they're going in. It's the Truman Show. Yeah, it really is. You know, and I think we all want that. I think we all want that in in, in a certain sense. Like I was watching a, a Shark Tank uh, episode, and the girl had an Instagram app where you could buy 
um, uh, clothes right from a, an Instagram like app and this guy says you know that's kind of been the thing we've all been looking for how to do this now he didn't invest in her particular thing but I think that we all kind of want that like I, I'll see a, a thing of something uh, and it's it's you know you could ping even uh, uh, the graphic behind you I know our, our listeners can't see it but uh, you know get graphic design I mean there's so much that you could do um, with a, a click and buy system like that so Live video are going to be huge, and you just got to pay attention to where the eyeballs are going to be. You know, a lot of it. Here's the thing that 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 drives me crazy is a lot of this stuff does exist already inside of YouTube, if people knew how to use it and if people paid attention. Now, a lot of it doesn't work well on mobile, but the platform is there. You know, if you're using annotations, you could be. You know, you could show your your uh, a video of your shoe store, and people can click on the shoes and go buy them. I mean, it can be done, but nobody does it. And I think it's an educational thing on YouTube's part that they've done a just a not only have they done a bad job of educating people, but I think they've purposely made it difficult so people don't do it. If that makes any sense. That's interesting, and you know, I can understand that in terms of like protecting the integrity of uh, of the YouTube platform and not making it spammy. But then there's also sort of like you've got to like, what does the consumer want? And I think in a lot of cases, the consumer wants what they're seeing on the screen. You know, I've bought products from YouTube. I bought my Halloween costume from YouTube. I saw a guy like, <laughs> and what it was? It was like you you put your phone in the shirt and and, and, he, and oh he's, yeah, and he's still wearing it. Thank you. Yeah, you know, I I do actually wear I buy costumes and wear them daily. Um, it's part of who I am. So, uh, but you know, you you these I buy stuff on YouTube and I had to go to the website and then find this and then find that. Is these multiple steps when I could just like you know purchase now. Um, well, you, right, you, YouTube cards are great, but they're not everything they're cracked up to be. Right now, we're making our videos with a black bar like under behind my head, so that the the card I could put cards there multiple times. Um, I saw the Pentatonics doing that as well, uh, with black bars on top and black bars below, actually just shrinking down the size of the video resolution, which enables you to, to, to be versatile. But what happens then when the YouTube card system like gets super versatile, right? Where you get a card here, a card here, a card there. Um, you know, I'd like for them to just like uh, you know pick their path and, and and go with it, so that we can. Yeah, I I really wish, and and I and I like cards. I I think they do serve a purpose. But I really wish there was a way they could figure out how to make the annotations, the clickable annotations, work on mobile because I think that's still a much better platform overall. If I agree, and my um, uh, uh, you, you probably guessed that you just get better results, you just get better um, uh, clicks from an annotation than you do. Um, yeah. From from the YouTube card. Well, and, and you know, and, and I know we're kind of getting off the topic here, but I know that uh, our good our good buddy Tommy Powers, yeah, who is the YouTube ads master, <laughs> literally, yeah. and he oh, yeah. uh, he he said the same thing when he when he does ads, he'll target just the desktop a lot of times because the annotations click through so much better. That's that, really interesting, Ray. Yep. It is. It's and you know, and it was funny because he mentioned it when we were in, went out to uh, that dinner at uh, at Vid Summit, and then there was another ads person who said they've had really good luck with cards. So it's a, you know, I guess it depends on the audience and and whatnot. But I think so too. I think the younger audience is watching on mobile. My numbers, my numbers are still uh, desktop users over mobile users. 
Um, because my, I think my audience is watching at a desk. They're making their videos. They're editing their website, and they find they oh how to do this, how to do that. They find. They yeah, find, I I agree. I think that's probably <laughs> the case most of the time. And and I I just I've just found like you said more luck with that. So. And so, that takes us to our next topic, number two tip. <laughs> moving yes, right along. As we're moving right along, yeah. <laughs> Marketers must take notice of Facebook video. Yeah, let's talk about that. Let's talk about that real fast. So marketers have to take notice of Facebook video because, like, here's here's a Facebook Live that I did uh, last week, and then I uh, uh, promoted it to a list, and I got these views for about a penny a piece. My total my total expenditure is about twenty bucks. So uh, a penny a piece is what I paid for these ads. Now, when it comes to the view counts on Facebook video, you just can't argue with how cheap the views are and how targeted the message is. Take a look at these stats. 73% of marketers are going to increase their use of video. 21% claim that it's the most important form of marketing. And uh, 67 will increase their Facebook marketing in 2016. So quick note, because I want to move on to number three, actually. This one's a big one. But quick note on this about Facebook video is that we're moving, Facebook video is going to challenge YouTube video, but it's not going to replace YouTube video. YouTube no. is where people plop on the couch um, and and watch videos. Now, maybe they plop on the couch, maybe they're in their favorite garden chair, maybe they're, they're whatever, but... You know, when you see somebody sitting down looking at something on their mobile phone or even listening while they're jogging, it's likely they're watching a YouTube video. They're not watching a Facebook video. Why? Because they can't search for it, right? right? Like searching for a Facebook video is a challenge. Even doing our research, we just did some research on um, silent videos. Um, uh, you know, we're writing a piece called Since Chaplin, right? No, since <laughs> It hasn't been since Chaplin that silent videos are, are popular again. Um, so we're doing some research there. And finding the videos is so hard. Like, unless you're saving them and then going back to them, that's it's hard to do. Um, so that's number one. Uh, number two about about Facebook video is uh, the – so people are watching differently. Facebook video ads, you've only got like 10 seconds with them. So uh, – or targeting, that's what I was going to say. Facebook video is for targeting somebody, showing them what you're up to, and either remarketing them or, or uh, like with another offer – or, or um, uh, trying to get them to click right now, right? To buy something right now or to read your blog right now. It's a totally different use than on YouTube. So understand what Facebook video is good for and go with that, but YouTube is going to be where your longer form and vlog content is going to want to be. Yeah, and, and as I like to say, Facebook is a great way to get a million views today, but YouTube is the way to get 10 million views over the next year. And that's that's kind yeah. of the difference between the two. So once your video is on that down decline, like you know, getting it back and going again, it's run its course yep, on uh, on Facebook. Can we jump to number three? We sure can. Hit it, number three. I don't mean, to <laughs> I'm super excited about this one because this is huge. Number three is that TV producers are looking for online video, and what that means is, uh, you know, I'll use the example of the Amazing Race here. Um, the Amazing Race was one of NBC's like top shows. They were doing uh, uh, very well for a while, but they went from uh, they went from you know being this top show to only having seven million viewers. So on the reboot, on the next the 
next uh, run, what they did was the producers reached out to or roached out, like they roached out or it reached out. They reached out to YouTubers and Vine stars, video marketing talent, who between all of their audiences brought 33 million to the audience to, to the to the table now. So you know, TV was has been thinking, how do we improve the show and the advertising to get more viewers? When when the smart thing to do is how do we get the right people? How do we get people to bring their viewers to the show? So they right. went to YouTubers. What does that mean? It means for creators, you need to make yourself available, right? If you've got an audience of ten to twenty thousand, I think that you have enough to build a qua a, a qualitative, excuse me, a quantitative campaign. That means that that if you've got twenty thousand subscribers, you would fit well into a category where you could work with with five or ten other channels of that size, right? Or maybe 20 other channels of that size to do like a really cool event. Now, if you've got a million subscribers, then then you should be you should hire someone to go out and bring attention to your audience and tell people, tell producers in Hollywood what you've got going on. For marketers, it means that you're in a position as marketers and I know at Video Spot this is what we sort of are looking at is we want to replace the multi-channel network. We want to replace the MCN and and actually leverage, because we have a lot of friends in YouTube, right, between all three of us here on this call. Um, I want to be able to go to um, XYZ channel who has, you know, 2 million subscribers, loves the art and has no idea how to speak business and connect them to a brand or an agency. So that's the opportunity for guys like me, guys that are in video marketing. A um, lot of opportunity there, and it, it's going to take a, a more shrewd person to make that happen. But uh, that's where you're selling shovels to the gold diggers. That's that's a good place to be. No, absolutely, I, I completely agree with that. And you know, we've talked about this before, but you look at television these days, and the number one TV show, which is probably The Big Bang Theory, I, I think these days, uh, maybe it's uh, NCIS or whatever. Right. Um, their audiences are half the size of some of the big YouTube channels. So even though they've got these network dollars and they're paying out millions and millions of dollars to these actors, oh yeah, shows, they, there are some of these YouTube channels that get far more views every single week than than these these uh, network shows get, and yet they don't get the kind of attention and the kind of money that the network shows are getting, which which just blows my mind. Well, then they, they kind of do get attention, but they get attention from the wrong places, right? That the marketplace isn't going. That's old media now, traditional media now. Um, uh, they they can't track their viewership. Like all all that little Nelson box or whatever it's called uh, on your TV, all that can do is measure if someone tuned in, right? right. It doesn't measure how long. And maybe the ones that now do, but it doesn't measure how long they tuned in, and and so you can't gauge like what was the content. Um, uh, what was the content that 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 we lost them on? So we cannot do that again, you know. And Roberto Blake is watching this live on Facebook. Says Nielsen ratings are are crap, and that's exactly uh, <laughs> right. What what video offers is so much more comprehensive for an ROI. Yep, uh, and I, I, it absolutely is. Which of course brings us to number four, which is getting to know your analytics. 
Yeah, get to know the analytics, and this this really comes from uh, uh, Daryl Eves's presentation. Which, if you guys don't know Daryl Eves, he's uh, you know two hundred thousand subscribers on YouTube. Teaches YouTube marketing. He's uh, definitely one of the big guys in the industry. He's a legend in his own mind. He is. He is, and that's why he lives off the beaten path where nobody could ever assassinate. <laughs> <laughs> never heard of the man. Never heard of the like, man. Like the onceler, you know, like he lives like in that far off land in a tower. But um, uh, he talks a lot about analytics. Now, with, with uh, you know, there's kind of like two different types of people in social media and video. There's the artists and there's the marketers. And a lot of times they're the same person. So there, there tends to be sort of this like producing great emotional content touchy-feely versus what are the straight analytics. Uh, I'm not going to plant, uh, you know, my flag on, on either. I think both are super essential. But I will say that analytics are underutilized. And knowing what your video is doing and where it's doing it is super important to growing and scaling a business. So, uh, you know, video marketers today need to be looking at um, uh, your demographics. We need to look at, like, who's actually watching your video. It's not enough to say, everybody, man, super viral. Two million hits, ten million hits. Well, that could be a bunch of dudes watching it over and over and over again. Like, you, you have to know who your audience is. And that's going to enable you to monetize your audience to these brands, right? So a brand's going to say, well, who are you? You know, you're going to reach out to Jack Threads, right, because they're big online, and say, hey, I'd like to do some, some collaborative uh, content with you. And they're going to say, well, what are your audience specs? Like, who are we? What's the demo here? Like, you know, and you're going to be like, uh, I make cool videos that make people feel good. You know, it's not going to work. You have to have a business manager or you have to know your analytics. You can talk about your demographic. You can talk about your average view duration. On Facebook, you can talk about your 10-second views, your sound off views, your sound on views, uh, your YouTube card. Uh, how many people click the YouTube card? How many people click the annotation? Um, you need to know these things and, and be able to speak about them with confidence so that you can grow your channel. Whether you're in it for the money or not, right? I, 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 I love hearing like big names talk about, I'm not in it for the money, man. But it's like, yeah, but you're cashing the checks. So, so let's, let's not pretend that money doesn't play a role here, right? If you weren't getting paid, you wouldn't be spending the time drawing this thing and, and, and putting this thing up there. So the money matters. And if you love video production, if, if making videos for your channel is what you love, then hire someone that can help you with your numbers and communicate them. Or get to know your numbers, put them on a one sheet, and do that every month or two. You know, just, just get them out so that you can have them in front of you. For marketers, again, guys, go out there. Guys like me, we're doing this big time, is we're preparing analytic packages where, where we could say, hey, come to us, and we'll do a quick analytic review for you, like, like an audit. I hate to use that word, Jeremy Vessel, kill me, but it's like that. It's like, let's take a look at what your numbers are, and we'll... You know, then you that that provides the way for us to then enter into a longer-term commercial relationship with them, where we present their numbers for them to brands, to networks that we have. So, if you're in marketing, um, you know, start to get to know analytics and and how to present them in, intelligently. Nice. All right, now to the one that uh, I'm kind of interested in, Snapchat. Yeah. As a major player, tell me a little bit about that because to me. I've I've recently got into Snapchat only because I can click my face and turn me into a dog or uh, do all that other fun stuff that makes me laugh. So tell me tell me why this is an important player in the game. I think it's an important player in the game because it's where you go to have fun and laugh. 
That's exactly why I think it's a big player in the game. Because, you you know, with, with what's happening on Snapchat, there's, there's not a lot of um, analytic capabilities there yet. And check out Delmondo.com. Uh, Nick Cicero, CEO, founder, is a friend of mine. I love what he's doing in Snapchat. Analytics, um, helping to track and measure success there. But, you know, Snapchat is, is changing the game. They're being very innovative. Uh, they're using technology and they're marketing to uh, a younger group, a millennial group. So if you're in the retirement space, Snapchat is not going to be a priority for you right now. If you're in the, um, um, you, you know, if you're serving uh, like the non-marketer demo, but my age group, right, the uh, 35 through 45-year-olds. Um, then, then you're not going to necessarily need to be on Snapchat. But if your place is to get positioned with millennials and younger people, then you've got to learn Snapchat. And what does it mean to learn Snapchat? It means to learn that, that you have to commit to this. Like Snapchat for me is a place where I want to be positioned for millennials as um, um, a great company to work for and as a thought leader in video marketing. So for people that want to be Snapchatters and whatnot. So my presence there is not a sales presence. It, it's an entertainment presence. Like I'm trying to show, I do a, a sequence in the morning where I'm in my robe. And I don't mention the robe, but I wear a robe every day. I robe out. Like, you know, if you don't like it, unfollow me. You know what I mean? But I talk about my morning wisdom. Um, it's little things like that where I'm really like doing what I want to do. Um, and I'm letting people follow me that want, that like what I do. Um, it's not about like how do I carve my message best for my viewers. You know, that's Snapchat is not that right now. It, it's very much a uh, raw, real, um, uh, you know, environment where it's the YouTube of portrait video. Um, when someone's story is playing, I mean, you really have their attention captured. I tend to play my stories uh, back to back and just set the phone on the, the car thing and let it play, right? So I can just kind of listen. I don't watch them all, but I listen to what everyone's story is about. Um, Snapchat's going to be a big player. It's not going to be for everyone. Um, and if your market is going young or trending young, you want to be there. Nice. nice. And as long as, as, long as, I, as I can swap faces with people, people, I'm happy. happy. So it's, uh... <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right. Let's talk about winning the click, which is your number six tip. Uh, it really should be the number one tip. You know, with video, I teach a video marketing course for entrepreneurs and business owners, and we talk a lot about the right camera to buy. Right, we maybe talk about that more than I care to admit, but um, we we worry about things I think um, counter to what really matters, and what really matters is getting someone to view your video. Um, so whether it was shot on iPhone or camcorder or uh, uh, like a DSLR, you know you've got to win the click, and that means focusing on your thumbnail and focusing on your video title. People are going to click on you based on, on their own personal algorithm of value between your thumbnail and your headline. So not only do they have to stand out, um, but they also have to make a promise. They have to make a promise about the video, uh, what the viewer is going to see. And then from there, um, um, you know, they have to reflect the value of the video. So there's sort of a lot of things in mind. We call this thumbnail science, thumbnail conversion, um, and it's something that you have to be um, um, ready for because it's not just about having that video and having it rank, right? I think all of us on this call have been able to produce a video and get it to rank, right? The trick 
is in getting people to click the video and to get them to actually choose your video over the 10 others that are there. Right. So winning the click is a focus. It's an algorithm between your thumbnail and your your um, your title. Well, and the, and the thing about that too is, you know, you talked about what <laughs> camera to use and whatnot. You're winning the click long before they ever know the quality of your video. You know, they they don't they haven't seen yes. the video yet, and and so I think that's huge. And you know, for those of you who get tied up on that kind of stuff, don't. The best camera for you is the one that will actually get you to do what you need to do. Oh, that's so true. That's the answer for anything, right? What's the best mic to use? The one that you'll start using right now. Yep, right? absolutely. Everything and can grow. Everything can build. Dirty dirty little secret, and for those of you on, on the, the Hangout, uh, you can kind of see things behind me here, but um, I shoot when I shoot in here, I've got a green screen over here, and I put my camera over here, and I'm just in my office here doing this, and, and I shoot with my iPhone. When I shoot my videos of me on the green screen and do all that crazy stuff, like you know, dressing as a pirate and whatnot, yeah. Yeah. I shoot all of that on an iPhone. And your wife loves that you shoot those videos for her. Um, yeah. You know, the pirate stuff translates well into business, too. <laughs> but, you know, it's the same thing. It's the same thing. I, I, I just spent all weekend, last weekend, uh, setting up, resetting up my green screen studio in my garage. I sort of made this call that, like, I'm not shooting enough video because my system's not in place. So it's not in my, my office here, but it is in my studio, and, and I've got literally – uh, my wife's like nursing rocking chair, the, the rocking chair she had while she was nursing the babies, right next to me. I've got the cat's food right next to the uh, the cat food, <laughs> literally the cat eating, munching food right next to where I put the camera. It's not gorgeous, but the final product is. You know what I mean? So do what works, but don't forget, like do your production the best way you can. But don't forget that people aren't going to click it because it's good or because you love it. They're going to click it because the thumbnail and the title. Yep, and 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 of course, you know, once they're there, you want to keep them. So you do want to have some quality, but of course, you know, the content is more important than the quality of the camera you used. Yes, that's just a fact of life. In fact, yeah. in some cases, um, having fancy production can actually turn people off. We've noticed that. Absolutely noticed that in in our videos is that the polish doesn't work as well for us. Yeah, in certain situations, obviously, you know. In certain situations, yeah. And the way that we're going on our channel is going to be actually more polished because what I found is that the the how-to content that we've sort of grown our channel on is is sort of like um, all, all over the place now. Like you've got Daryl, you've got David Walsh, you've got Tommy, you've got Jake Lark, you've got a lot of people teaching this stuff. Maybe not a lot like nationally, but but like the AdWords guys are getting into it, the Facebook marketing guys are getting into it. So. We're gonna we're gonna pull out of that space and really go towards more of a news and updates, which requires a lot of polish. But it's not the how-to content. The how-to content needs to be a little more raw. We found, but our our news and updates and our analysis that can be a little more polished. And and you know that's that's part of um that's part of the content thing. Nice. Well, I love that, and I think that's I think that's great. That works really well. And that brings us to number seven: using remarketing. And this yeah. is huge. This is really huge, and this kind of goes along with uh, your your analytics. And by the way, guys, if you go to realseo.com, you can read this whole article, skip through it. I think you'll enjoy it if you're in the business. Here's the deal. Um, uh, remarketing lists are this. A remarketing list is a list of um, IP addresses, right, people who or, or personal computers who have visited some of your content. 
So YouTube will put them all into like into like a storage pile for you, and 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 then you can go back to that storage pile, that that file cabinet, and it will say, and you can you can pick out certain groups to send new videos to. So you can send you can send a video to anyone who has viewed your most recent YouTube video, or anyone who's watched um, this video, video A, video B, and video C. Put them into this group and then send them this ad. So remarketing is marketing to a group of people that have already seen your content. Now you can send that opens up so many doors because with AdWords, you can you can be gathering traffic from a landing page, right, and creating traffic there and then sending them an ad on YouTube, right? Um, you you could be vice versa. Someone who watched your video on YouTube now you could send them like a Google Display Network ad elsewhere. So at VideoSpot, we're focusing a lot on list management and contact management. It's making sure that the the customer has like uh, their their remarketing list set up and that we're gauging the results of that list. So we we develop a, a campaign, we run uh, traffic to a video. And um, now it's like, okay, now we've got this audience of a million uh, uh, people that view this video. What's our next step with that audience now that they're, they're qualified? So using remarketing lists and knowing that, I would call that advanced level analytics, um, knowing getting into that next level, like if what I just said kind of like blows your mind, like then you're not ready for that yet. You know, focus on the analytics now and then in a few months, you know, or maybe next year we'll bring you into the remarketing list side. But know that it's there and continue to read the articles that have those terms in them because that's an area where you're going to want to to be growing and, and educating yourself. Yeah, and 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 guys, you know, that's the case in, in any kind of advertising. If you can remarket to the people that have already shown interest, it's always a good thing, uh, whether it's YouTube or Facebook or anywhere else, always, always a good thing that we love. Well, Owen, that's our seven tips, and uh, we, you know, I promised I'd get you out of here on time today, and it looks like we've we've hit our seven tips just in time to get you out of here. So I appreciate you taking the time to join us today and share this with us. We uh, we always appreciate having you on here. Any final words you want to give out to the world? I enjoy being here, uh, Ray. You're you're uh, one of the most trusted guys in the industry. Uh, I've seen you know uh, I've seen you working personally. And I love that you're making money in the video marketing space. The products that you create and the way that you promote them. Every time I go to a video marketing event, you know there are people there that know Ray the video guy, and that's a super super <laughs> uh, super cool way to be. Um, Steve Sleeper, I I don't know you well, but um, I, neither, I neither do I. Yeah, I, you're <laughs> typically drinking and smoking cigars when I see you, so it's nice to see you awake. Um, and thank, shape. You, thank you. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I snorted some meth this morning, but other than you that, you look rested. I, well, I feel I feel rested despite the meth. I yeah, I tease him. <laughs> Steve has been around since the beginning, so I love being on the show, guys. Uh, and I, I love being here. If you want to know more about me, follow our content on YouTube or check us out at thevideospot.net. We uh, talk about video marketing, live video. We provide a variety of services for our uh, for our clients. So thanks, guys, for having me on. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Owen, for joining us. We appreciate that. Yeah. All right. So that was Owen Hemsath. And again, Video Spot is the place to uh, catch up with him and check out the articles on Real SEO, where he 
writes occasionally there and just started getting back into it. So the seven tips, it's there right now. I believe it's still on the front page of Real SEO. So you can get in there right away. So Steve, that's it. We got our we got our interview done today. That was kind of fun. I'm, yeah, it was. It was a lot of fun. Good stuff. And uh, by the way, we'll get the uh, the link to the real SEO article yes. in the show notes in case you're listening to this a year from now. Um, so you know you, you you can read the article, and uh, we'll uh, do a brief outline of what o Owen talked about in the show notes. So yes, perfect. Well, I hey, love it. I love it too. I love it too. It's the radio show about video, video marketing madness with Ray the Video Guy. I'm Steve Sleeper on the Earn.show podcast network. Today's show made possible by... Made possible by freevideoeditor.co. So you want to shoot some videos, you want to get them together, but you need to edit them to make them viewable. So you want to get a video editor that doesn't cost a fortune? Head on over to freevideoeditor.co. All sorts of great tools. We've also got some great goodies that you can download at the same time. So check it out, freevideoeditor.co. And today's show made possible by? Uh, freevideoeditor.co. I see. <laughs> With that, we'll call it another I, week. I think I'm funny. <laughs> <laughs> But Steve has been sleeping for the uh, for the duration of the show here. So it's it's the math. <laughs> hey, let's uh, let, let let let's end it up with a jingle. You bet. We'll see you next week, guys. He's Ray the Video Guy. Yeah, Ray the Video Guy. His skill is where it's at. Even if he's a little fat, he's filled with video expertise and has so much knowledge that you need. YouTube Ninja Tricks can make your marketing so sick. He's Ray the Video Guy, yeah, Ray the Video Guy.